Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, Super Talk Eagle Hour is back on the air. Bob Getty broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps studio here in Hattiesburg. Glad you're with me. Well, my partner Kelly is under the weather unexpectedly. He'll be out for the next few days, and uh, hopefully we can catch up with him by phone uh, when he's feeling a little better uh, later in the week. Uh, But he'll be back, uh, no doubt, as soon as he can. So that just leaves you and me, and we're going to have fun doing it today. Southern Bank Corps Studio, that's where I'm broadcasting from. Dickie's Barbecue Pit is the sponsor of the opening segment of our show every day, and we just thank the world of Justin Harris and all of his gang at Dickie's Barbecue Pit. It is a great place to take your family for dinner tonight. It's a great place to cater your next event, whether it be large or small. They do a great, great job. Of catering. Good show for you today. We're about to hear from Jose Benitez, a member of the Southern Miss men's basketball team. Emma Walhoff is a member of the Lady Eagle team. She's going to be on the show later. Also, Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation, a couple of more transfers for uh, football that we want to talk about. But let's talk a little bit about basketball right now. Men back in action tonight here at home against Arkansas State. That's a 7 p.m. tip off at Reed Green. The men nine and eight, three and two in the league. Arkansas State seven and ten, three and two in the league. The men coming off a very disappointing performance against Troy, where they were beaten by over twenty five points, and uh, need to bounce back. Need to get that tenth win of the season, and uh, get as many conference wins under their belts as they can to get the best positioning they can for the upcoming end of the year tournament, which of course is where all the postseason decisions are made uh, when it comes to Sunbelt basketball. Jose Benitez is a member of the basketball team from the Dominican Republic via uh, Miami, uh, Florida, where he was uh, picked up and uh, brought to Hattiesburg by the Golden Eagles. Great kid. Uh, On the floor some against Troy last week. Has played a little bit uh, throughout the early part of the year, but uh, hoping uh, to make more of an on-floor contribution as the year goes on. Solid basketball player. Good kid. Kelly had a conversation with him just a few days ago, and here's how that went. Well, one of the faces that uh, Eagle fans uh, are new to seeing this year, Jose's with us, and, and Jose Benitez. Uh, now, you come from Dominican Republic, but you're, you've got six siblings. They're all over the place, aren't they? Tell us about that. Yeah. Um, we got, I got three, two more brothers and three more sisters. They're all more like Puerto Rico, Spain. Miami. And actually, uh, your tie to this team 
actually goes through the city of Miami and Coach Cardona. Fill in some blanks there for us. Juan Cardona. Juan Cardona is more like my father for me. Um, I already know Juan since my sophomore year in high school. Um, my brother already played for him. I got friends already played for him from Dominican Republic. It's more like they already talk to me more about Juan a lot. Likes a good call. He's going to push you everywhere. And then that's why more I decided to play for Juan. But your freshman year, you go to South Carolina. Uh, you just, just didn't like South Carolina. So you went home, and then there were some immigration issues, right? And then you were able to, to reconnect with Co- Coach Cardona and brings you to Southern Miss. So what's your reaction so far? It was crazy because um, in that situation, you know, it's kind of hard to go like at this type of level, not playing for a year. And then got a good connection with Juan. It's like more like telling you two to come D1 level. It's more like it's a bless. I see it more as a bless. It's a way like a sick kid, you know, from D1 and like make it. And Juan helped me to do it. And then he always here like to push me. Every day, it's, it's a blast being with Juan. Now, we were kind of joking a little bit earlier, and I know I'm painting with a broad brush here, but you, you're from the Dominican Republic. That's baseball country, right? <laughs> Dominican Republic. How does it, And you played a little baseball, but tell us about the evolution from baseball to... Uh, to and am I wrong about that? Everybody in the Dominican <laughs> Republic plays baseball. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, you're right. <laughs> but it's more like, yeah, everybody used to play baseball, like... It just, I see it more like, see my brother playing basketball too growing up. It's just something I really like. And I was like, okay, like, let me go the same way with my brother. And then see my brother play for, like, the national team in Dominican Republic. It just, I see it more like, you know, it's a push in my life to, like, do something with my brother like I want to do too and do it for my family. So so you come to, to Southern Miss. It's obviously, it's not, not South Carolina, but uh how- Describe to me what it's been like to adjust to Hattiesburg and to this team in this league. I see it more like a home. I see it more like soon I got here, everybody was already there for me, um, talking to me the right way, like treating me like they son, you know. It's like, it's a bless. It's a bless to be here. I see Mississippi, Southern Miss, I see it like a home. And it's good to be here. Still got two more years, stay here. Whatever I had to do it to make history over here. Tell us about your skill set. What, what you like about your game and some things that you're working on individually to get better. Um, the thing I really more about my game is more like be a point guard. I like to be see my team happy around me to like shoot the ball to make a shooting wide open shot. I just keep working like on my shot too. I need to work on my shot too. The three point line because my game is more like pull up and floating more to the pain ball. They just keep working and get my team ball with everything. All right, let's talk about this team a little bit. Probably the low part of this season was to go to Statesboro and get hammered to a team that, that now is, is, we're learning Georgia Southern's not as bad as everybody thought they were. Yeah. But then come home, defeat an undefeated nationally ranked team. What do we know about this Southern Miss team? How, how good can it be? Uh, it's just more like be consistent, you know. Like we're trying to be more consistent, push everybody every day in practice to be better. Because practice make game, you know. If we got bad practice two or three days, we might going to play and come to the game slow. We're going to get here first, and that's what we're trying to figure out, to come and practice every day, go hard. So, like, come, like the way we did with James Madison, we got good practice, like short practice. We got, like, a day and a half. 
but we kind of like it with good energy to win this game. That's why we did it. All right, final, final question, Jose. You know Miami, right? Would I have, hanging out with you, would I have any shot with any of the ladies on South Beach? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. For sure. <laughs> you just need to be careful. <laughs> no, I, I think they need to be careful. Miami's nice. <laughs> All right, man, good to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, that's uh, Jose Benitez, and I guess you can tell from uh, the way he answered that last question that he thinks Kelly would have zero shot uh, at any of the ladies uh, on South Beach. Uh, Only only Kelly would ask a a college basketball player that question. Jose Benitez, a kid that uh, seems really excited and and happy to be here. All right, Golden Eagles on the floor tonight. you got to hope that Victor Hart uh, can get back in action. He had 14 uh, rebounds and 11 points uh, on the road last week uh, when the when the men won their won their game against Monroe. He was not on the floor against Troy. I'm not saying that's the reason that they were beaten so bad, but uh, it certainly hurt him. Corbello also, who had dished out uh, 20 assists in two games against James Madison and Georgia State earlier this year, he was also out of the lineup uh, Saturday when the Golden Eagles lost the game to Troy. So if, if both of those young men are back, and we have not uh, heard either way, but if both of them are back, then certainly that'll be a boost for the Golden Eagles. That game tonight is at 7 o'clock. It's at Reed Green Coliseum. Uh, you want to make it, but if you can't make it, uh, of course, you can uh, always tune in to ESPN+, Plus, where our buddy uh, Lee Roberts will be doing the play-by-play tonight. So again, Nine and eight Southern Miss, three and two in the Sun Belt. Arkansas State, seven and ten overall, three and two in the Sun Belt, and that game tonight at seven o'clock. Still to come, the Lady Eagles. It's one of those odd periods of time when when both the men and the women are playing at home during the same week. The Lady Eagles will be on the floor tomorrow night. Uh, they'll be hosting Georgia State in a six p.m. tip off uh, for Lady Eagle basketball and. Uh, a young lady that will be a part of that is Emma Walhall from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. She's a junior, and uh, she's going to be on the show a little later. I had a chance to visit with her just a few days ago. Delightful kid, and uh, we'll look forward to having that. Still to come on the show, Heath Hinton going to be talking about some uh, football transfer news that took place earlier this week. And also, if you tuned into the show yesterday, we had three members of the baseball team here in the studio with us. Now, we are less than a month away Less than a month away, officially, uh, from opening day. So I know that's always a, a big deal for everybody and certainly something I'm looking forward to as well. Have more on that a little later in the show. Genesis of Hattiesburg is the official auto dealer of the Eagle Hour. Genesis sedans and SUVs are the finest luxury vehicles on the road today. Coming soon, the all-new Genesis showroom on Highway 98 West in Hattiesburg. We appreciate Kevin and the great staff at Genesis of Hattiesburg. Proud to have them in the Eagle Hour family. We'll be back. Heath Hitt, Big Gold Nation, joins me next. Stay with us.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, you know, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast anytime you like, and many of you do every month. <clears throat> Excuse me, we're grateful to you for that. Eagle Hour Super Talk podcast. Eagle Hour podcast is on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Hey, Hello to our friends at Mo Baby J Company. I know my next guest, Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation, could probably knock down a couple of Mo Beignets right now on a hot coffee on this cold winter day. They're located on Hardy Street. They're right across from the campus. It's a great place to enjoy warm, good, delicious coffee and uh, freshly made beignets. Can't do any better than Mo Beignet. Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation, uh, on the Eagle Hour now. Heath, uh, a lot of hubbub, another Mississippi State transfer to football, and uh, this is a this is a big, strong kid, Jonathan Davis. Tell us about this catch. You seem to think it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, I do. And by the way, I could eat more than two. I just want to put that on record. More right. like six or seven in one sitting. I think that's more like it. I'm just joking. Jonathan Davis, defensive tackle, uh, Defensive lineman out of Mississippi State. You're talking about six five, three hundred fifteen, three hundred twenty pound guy that uh, was one of the top recruits in the state a couple of years ago. He's going to have four years of eligibility left. A uh, kid that can move, a kid that can play multiple positions. Maybe you can put him on the outside, especially in that four two five where you kind of run more uh, three defensive linemen with with an outside backer playing defensive end role. He's going to be invaluable, so I think it was a, a really strong get for uh, Will Hall and the guys, and I think it just adds a lot of depth and a lot of that Mississippi depth. Uh, one thing that I can say Coach Hall and them have done, they, people, they have addressed needs in the portal, and I think the needs they have addressed, they've gotten better at it. So, uh, And that's without seeing them in spring, though, but you look at the guys, you look at film, uh, they've really done an outstanding job in the portal this year. I don't think we've ever approached this subject, but this is not the first kid that has transferred uh, from an SEC school here uh, in the last three years. It, it, it does seem they're really reaching out to these kids, and it does appear that, that Southern Miss seems to be a favorable spot for a lot of these uh, these SEC players who are really from this area in general, but an opportunity for them to come home. I I don't think Will Hall's been given enough credit for some of those catches that he has made, Heath. Well, no, I mean, you got like MJ Daniels and uh, Dylan Lawrence and Sabatini, those guys. Yeah, you don't. He has really, um, really done a good job of keeping talent in the state. Instead of going out and playing somewhere outside the portal, he's done an outstanding job of keeping those guys here and really believing in what the talent of Mississippi has. And I also think by doing that, you keep kids home that want to play in front of their families that may not want to move as far away, and that kind of helps with the NIO uh, situation a little bit. So, yeah, I think they've done an outstanding job of keeping in-state talent in the state, and that's because of the relationships they've built during recruiting and always keeping those relationships open. A lot of schools, after you're recruited, uh, the relationships don't pan out. Uh, you never hear from them. these guys. They always keep that relationship open, and they do a good job of going back later. And once they're in the portal, uh, going to get them and bringing them in. So uh, it, it's a testament to their ability to recruit, and it's their testament to creating relationships with these kids. Well, you consider the 
recruiting class, you consider the transfer of the Florida State quarterback and now this kid. Uh, been a lot of positive stuff happened since the end of a disappointing season, Heath. It has, and, and as I said, you know, people have talked about that. Where's that veteran quarterback? Why haven't they gone to the portal and gotten a veteran quarterback? Well, they did. And you look at Rotomaker and what he can do, and you really look at his game he played against Florida and the throws that he made across the middle, deep, uh, just throws that maybe Southern Miss didn't see last year on the field. So uh, a guy that comes in and can make those plays. But you also look at Braxton Myers, uh, a defensive back that got come in from Purdue, this is the guy who's a four-star coming out of high school. And uh, another guy who's got four years left to play. So they're getting these guys in here, but they have more than just one year left to play. They have two, three, four years. So it's not a one-and-done situation for them, uh, so to speak. And I think that means a lot, too, to where you don't, you're not going on a, a yearly rental system. Right. And I think Coach Hall and them aren't doing that, and I think that's big, too. Right. Well, let's switch gears a little bit. Yesterday, <clears throat> excuse me, we had uh, three members of the baseball team and a new youngster that uh, just came here from Meridian uh, Community College and had two well-known names, Carson Pato and Nick Monaster. And I'm happy to say, Heath, that Nick Monaster told me off the air, looked me directly in his in my face and said, I love being here. There's no amount of money. There's no school that could ever take me away from being a Southern Miss baseball player. That should make everybody... <laughs> that should make everybody feel really good. Uh, he also said he was very happy about being moved to center field this year. And, and Carson Pato is a, a veteran player here who obviously is a really important member of the team and, and, and a great kid, I, I should add. Both of these young men told me, though, that uh, they think this is this is a extremely talented baseball team that we're going to put on the field, and they don't believe we're going to miss a lick, Heath. No, I think they are. I'm excited to see what happens, what they decide in the infield with Pratt, Gillespie, what they decide at first base. Um, I'm interested to see what those situations are. And outfield, they're going to be strong. I mean, Wilkes is going to hit in left field. You talked about Monastere. There was a bat, I believe it was uh, it was at Auburn, and uh, he went about 12 pitches deep into the count and singled the center field to drive in a run. And it was a run-run game at the time, and it put Southern up, too, that was freshmen just don't make those type of at-bats. And it showed his maturity throughout the season. And Peyto, we know what his power is. I think he was even upset himself early in the season. It took him a while to get going. But this guy has serious power in the bat. I think this team that a lot, a lot of people aren't talking about is pitching. I think this team's pitching is going to be phenomenal. And I dare to say maybe better than a couple of years ago where you did have uh, Hurston Waldrop and uh, all those guys and and Tanner Hall. And I would dare say the pitching might be better than even that class because that class, man, they had, what, six or seven guys that were drafted out of that pitching staff. This pitching staff here, they have everything. They have starters. They have guys in the middle. And they got guys on the back end. And they got power arms. That's what's going to be fun to watch. And with Oz's ability to uh, come in and, and really work with pitchers and get the best out of them, I think that's one of the things people aren't talking about is just how good this pitching staff is going to be. Coach Oz, on the show tomorrow, we'll ask him that question directly. Now, now this is just a speculative uh, 
question and answer, but I was asked this last night, and I really didn't have an answer. If you were going to guess right now who the Friday, Saturday, Sunday starters would be, who would you say? Oh, wow. Uh, That's tough. That's tough. I think, you know, I think Oldham is going to be one of the guys. Nico Mazza is going to be one of the guys. Uh, Do they – I mean, oof, that's tough. I, I don't know who his third starter is going to be. Matt Adams, uh, Armistead, Chandler Best. He's got options. So I, I think you can pencil in, you know, Oldham and Mazza. Who the third guy's going to be, not sure. Wouldn't be surprised if Best is thrown in there to give him a lefty. But I think you also got some guys that, you know, if you're going to have a couple of midweek games you can go with. I'm not sure who his third starter is going to be, but I'm going to say that, you know, Oldham and Mazza are going to be uh, two of them. All right. On the rear end, uh, do they have a replacement for Storm? I think uh, J.B. Middleton's a guy that they've been really impressed with, a guy that's been throwing in the upper 90s that can come in and shut it down. I think they're pretty uh, happy with him. Uh, You know, other guys, you know, even – you know, if you don't start him, a Will Armistead's a long. We saw Will Armistead come in late and pitch four innings of shutout baseball. We saw him do it against Auburn, as a matter of fact. So, uh, yeah, they've got they've got plenty of arms out there. They've got plenty of guys who can come in and and pitch long innings. Jackson Parker, another one that's going to be pitching this year. I, I think you know the staff itself. I think they got plenty of guys that can close it down. I think it's going to be a mix and match early on to see who fits where. I think for the first two or three weeks of the season, you're going to see them give everybody a shot. And then after that, them kind of settle into position and what guys they trust the most and in what situations. I'll tell you one other thing as we uh, leave this break. Uh, I I told both of those kids yesterday how irritated I was to see the D1 baseball poll come out and and the Eagles not in the top 25. They both instantly told me they could care less and that no member of the baseball team gives a willy about the preseason baseball rankings no it's all about the i mean let's be honest those rankings mean nothing i think they're more just recognition for the fans but when it comes down to it it's all about the rpi that's what matters when it comes down to it and that's what they care about what's their rpi ranking about the middle of the season i don't think any any person that follows college baseball could argue that Southern Miss is not a top 20 baseball program. And ironically, when is the last time you saw a preseason baseball poll that State, Ole Miss, and Southern, none of the three in the top 25? I think that tells you the validity of the preseason rankings. All right, Heath is going to stick around. We're going to hear from Emma Walhoff and talk a little Lady Eagle basketball. Other side of the break, you're tuned into the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and we're glad you are. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I want to say hello to our good friend, Miss Kathleen at Campus Bookmark. We love the lady. We hope you'll buy all your Southern Miss apparel from her. She's there seven days a week on Hardy Street at Campus Bookmark. You can shop them online at campusbookmark.net, and you will never meet a bigger Golden Eagle or a finer lady than Miss Kathleen. 
Also, hello to our good buddies at 4th Street Bar and Grill. We we just think the same of them. Slade and his guys, fantastic. They're right there in the shadow of the rock. It is the go-to, the go-to bar and grill for Southern Miss Athletics. All right, uh, we're going to talk a little women's basketball with our buddy Heath Hitt, but real quickly, going back to the men's game, you, t- you just told me that you do not believe Hart or Cabela will be on the floor tonight, Heath. No, I, I don't. I think, uh, you know, Curbelo, uh, you know, he's having some issues uh, with concussion uh, symptoms. I don't see him putting him on the floor, and Hart has a knee issue. And Coach Ladner said yesterday it's probably another week or so before he's out there. And look, with the regular season not meaning nothing, there's no reason to press and send them back out. You want to be playing your best around tournament time, and right. that's what's okay. most important. No reason to try to push them back out. Even if they're ready, even push them out even you know, early, even if they're ready. Right, right. Because you'd rather be playing your best down the stretch. Right. One of those unusual weeks where both the men and women are in town at the same time, the women uh, tomorrow night at 6 take on Georgia State. They're coming off a badly needed and nice win over South Alabama. Uh, should be a good matchup uh, tomorrow night at 6. Uh, one, one member of the team, and uh, Heath was telling me off air, he, he's gotten to know this young lady too, this may be one of the most delightful young athletes I've ever talked about. Emma Walhoff is a junior on the Lady Eagle team from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You described her as, as a glue player. Is that right? Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah, a glue player. A player that you know doesn't get a lot of time on the floor, but she's on the bench. She's involved in the game. She's always uh, cheering for her teammates. She's always – she's kind of one of those people that, you know – she she's just a glue player. She keeps everybody together. Everybody likes her. If there's an issue, they can always go to her. She's happy. She's a, has a sweet <laughs> spirit is, about her. That's what happy. a glue player is. Here's Emma Walhoff. Emma Walhoff on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Emma, I watch a lot of your your games. I watch a lot of you ladies at practice. And there's one thing that always jumps out at me. You always have this massive smile on your face. Yes, I do. I just I think. Ever since I've been really young, I've been just like a really positive person, and I just I'm I'm here, and I want to encourage everyone. I want to bring a light to this team. That's what I keep bringing into every year. I just want to be a light and help this team get better. I get the impression when I'm around uh, you ladies, there's a real sisterhood here. There is. We all have each other's back, and it's like we're family, and we're gonna fight to the end for each other, and we're gonna turn around this 0 and 6 and start winning. All right, seven wins to start the year. Mm-hmm. You cap that off with a big win over a nationally ranked team, and now you, you know, you, you've struggled since. What's been the difference? I just think that we have kind of hit a block, and we're just in a little bit of a slump right now. I think that once we just we just got to get this first win, and I think once we get that first win, we will start doing really good. All right, let's talk about Emma. Tell me if I'm right. Both of your parents played college basketball? Yes, sir. They, bo- they both play at Setson University. That's where they met. Okay. So tell us, tell us about your career. When did you decide you wanted to play basketball? What all did you do in high school in addition to basketball? And what led you to become a Lady Eagle? Well, I basically started playing basketball like out of like the womb. Um, <laughs> my dad and mom are both 
uh, coaches at my high school. My mom coached me, actually. And so we're a really big, like, basketball family. Um, my sister plays. My brother plays. So I started playing, and I just, like, fell in love with basketball. And I played since... I played travel basketball since like sixth grade and I played all the way through and I knew I wanted to play college basketball and get a scholarship and, and you did. Yeah. Yeah. And you did. All mm -hmm. right. So what led you what led you here? Well, it was like a really weird time. it was COVID when I was coming in and um, I actually never been to Mississippi before or ever visited here or anything and I committed before even and I really liked Coach McNellis and all the other coaches and I really wanted to get out of Florida just to see something different because I do want to move back there and so I was like I'm just I'm in and I wanted to come be a part of this team. Fort Lauderdale to Hattiesburg that's a pretty big difference, Emma. How, how big was the uh, culture change? Oh, it was, it was a big culture shock. Everyone's so nice here. People back home will slam the door in your face, and everyone here is so nice. They won't even, like, honk at you if you're not, like, they'll just wait for you to go. Even if it's green, they'll just wait. And in Florida, they, they don't. They'll be honking and stuff. Right. So. Right. Yeah, I, know. I, have a, I have a son that lives in St. Augustine. I was there at Christmas, and every time I had to drive around, I was like a nervous wreck. Yes, they people are really mean there, but I do I do like it. It's just a big different. It's very different here, and I think people are so nice here, and I really love that because I'm I try to be the same way too. Did you ever have people blow horns at you when you were driving in Florida? Yes, yes, a lot. I mean, they they're like cursing you out as they go by, and it, it's just. Yeah, people are, yeah, they, they're in a rush there, I feel like, a lot more than here. I feel like people are very, like, going to take their time and low maintenance, so. So you could have played at other places. You come here and you talk about your fondness uh, for Coach McNellis. Mm -hmm. We're all very fond of her, mm -hmm. and we're all watching her very closely. How has the challenge that she's been facing affect you young ladies? I honestly think it just makes us go harder and want to win for her and just fight for her because I know this, we all know this is like what she loves to do. And so we're going to try to live her dream and work hard for her every day. She hasn't missed much when it comes to her team, has she? No, she hasn't missed really anything unless she was at the beginning of the season when she had to go to the hospital to get a really mm -hmm. serious uh, surgery done. Other than that, she's here every day. Yeah. working hard well your smile every day i'm sure motivates your son i really hope so <laughs> i i'm trying so all right uh thank you for joining the program thank you for uh talking to us and best of luck to you the rest of the year thank you so much okay that interview was done the day before the uh they left for the south alabama game she's referencing the losing streak, but you know she they got the win that she was talking about heath and i don't know how anybody could spend 10 minutes around Emma Walhoff and not walk away feeling better for the experience. Yeah, I mean, just, just a Stuart talk right there. It proves the point. Um, just a delightful person who is uh, knows her role on the team and happy to play that role and doesn't maybe doesn't get to play in time that a lot of other people do, but she doesn't sulk about it. She's over there cheering her team on, and, and those type of glue people are important to a team. Those type of people are the type of people that keep everybody involved. And uh, just a delightful person. Great to hear that interview, though. Shows yeah. what type of person she is. Great kid. Now, th now, they break that losing streak against South Alabama. They look at Georgia State tomorrow night. Uh, are, are they back on the right track? I know Dominic Davis continues to battle through injuries. And the team goes 
is it fair to say the team goes about as far as Dominique can go? Absolutely, and getting her back healthy is important. I mean, this is a young lady that's a that's a twenty it's twenty double digit score every night when she's on the floor, and when she's healthy, she leads the Golden Eagles. Um, yeah, it's very important. And you look at the three of their four losses are against top three teams in the division: Marshall, Old Dominion, James Madison, who have a record of thirteen and two overall. Yeah. And so they played. Yes, they played some pretty tough competition in some decently competitive games. Uh, the one outlier, Coastal Carolina, but they got the win uh, against South Alabama, which they should have won that game. Now you get Dom a little more healthy. You get the you get the guys. You get you know just have to get her healthy. You have to get her going, and you do that. And this Lady Eagle team's one of the best in the conference. I'll say it. Get Dom healthy. And this team will make some strides. It's going to be one of those situations where they're going to hope to get hot towards the end of the season. It's going to be tough to climb back in that top four where they're at right now. Not saying it can't be done, but they're going to be looking to getting everybody back healthy and playing their best end of the season before the tournament starts. And I know you know this, Heath, but for for listeners that may not have attended any women's basketball games in person, you want to talk about competitive, aggressive play. These girls, they come to play ball, buddy, and uh, they're exciting, competitive uh, games. These. They are, and i tell you something else that's funny. You might see uh, more instances on the floor between the ladies than you do the men. Yeah, they get exactly. after it out there. That's I've seen exactly some tempers right. flare on the court. Uh, there's, they're, they're as competitive, if not more competitive, than the men. So, uh, yeah, it's competitive. It's fun. It's uh, it's a great environment. I mean, I, I really like people get out to watch the ladies yeah, and cheer them on. It's great. Because they play hard, and they practice hard, too. They do. Can you stick around and finish up the show with me? Sure, buddy. Sure. All right, Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation, going to come back for the last segment. I uh, want to remind you about the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. Once again, Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, tune in, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Town of Country Cleaners, Hattiesburg's most trusted cleaners, family-owned and operated since 1983, offering services like steam pressing, shirt laundry, bulky bedding, minor alterations, and of course, dry cleaning. You can visit Town of Country Cleaners at their convenient location across from the USM campus on Hardy Street. Or you can call Town of Country at 601-264-4920. One last segment with my buddy Heath Hinton next. Stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that interview with uh, Emma Walhoff. Uh, Keith, uh, Heath and I both expressing uh, our admiration for the young lady, and uh, it, it is it is well-deserved. DBAT sponsors the final segment of our show every day, and Luke Reynolds is now the manager of DBAT. So what better place to take your kids for baseball training than the great Luke Reynolds? Softball training as well. They've got all the facilities and all the experts at DBAT on Hardy Street. We thank them for their support of our program. 
All right, Heath, a couple things I wanted to run by you. Uh, the great Derek Nix, maybe the greatest running back to ever play football at Southern Miss. 16 years as an assistant coach at Ole Miss. That's unheard of. The assistant head coach at Ole Miss last year gets a well-deserved promotion, big pay raise, I'm assuming. He's going to join Hugh Freeze at Auburn University as the offensive coordinator. And how do you not feel good for Derek Nix? Uh, you got to the baby bull. Um, man, I remember watching him run the football, running people over. Uh, just you got to feel happy for Derek, a good guy who really, if you think about it, it, gave his body to Southern Miss. I mean, if you really think about what happened to him, this is young. This is a man who was going to be playing pro ball and going to be probably a first round pick doing so, and because of some uh, unfortunate situations that happened to him, wasn't able to. Uh, just happy for Derek, man. Just uh, coach here at Southern Miss for a while. You know, went to uh, Ole Miss and, and been successful. Just happy for him. A good person and good things happen to good people. Yeah, and I think uh, that Alabama-Auburn game, uh, Hugh Free sent a message <laughs> to the SEC is, I'm back and uh, we're going to be really good. And I think Derek will be a big part of that. Now, speaking of former Southern Miss players, linebacker Kane Womack, who's been on this show many times, head football coach at South Alabama, really successful down there, I think, as well. It's official now. He is giving up a head coaching job to become the defensive coordinator at Alabama. We keep going back to Alabama. Making nine hundred grand, $900,000 at um, South Alabama as the head coach. $2.5 million as the defensive coordinator at Alabama. That explains why he left. And it also illustrates the massive, ever-growing gap between what is now the Power Four and the rest of the college football world, Heath. Yeah, I think I think that's a perfect example. It shows it. Uh, the money, where the money's staying, um, you know, the college football playoff, no matter what people say, they wouldn't have put it together if it wasn't going to benefit the Power Four now. Uh, money's still going to stay with them. It just shows. And look, you can't blame Kane Womack. No. You can't blame him one bit. God bless him. He's, he's worried about making money for his family. That's life-changing. I mean, he, don't get me wrong, $900,000 is life-changing money. But $2.5 million? I mean, just think if he's not successful in two years, it would have took him, you know, six years to make that at South Alabama. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's you can't blame the man and uh, wish him luck, but it does show the gulf and, and disparity between the Power Four and everybody else when it comes to money. You made a great point off-air, too, with the collapse of the Pac-12, which is still hard to believe. That was, I think, one of America's iconic football leagues and athletic leagues. Uh, now there's going to be more money distributed to the four super conferences, quote-unquote. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about, just think about this, uh, uh, Kid at Washington that plays softball going to have to travel fifteen hundred miles to play a softball game. Uh, you know, just uh, basketball, the, the travel and the expenses, and even though the traveling expenses, they were still willing to do it because they're still going to make money hand over fist. Uh, going from the Pac twelve to the Big Ten, that explains to you the money in the conferences. Yeah, no question. That's unbelievable to me. That is unbelievable to me. That shows the Gulf. 
Yeah, and you make a great point. You know, the football team, the USC football team traveling to Michigan, okay, we get that. But, you know, the USC volleyball team has got to travel. The golf team has got to travel. The track and field team has got to travel. Literally across the country now on a weekly basis. But the money is such they don't seem to care about anything but that. Is that fair to say? That's pretty much it. And, and the heck with the student-athlete who's got to travel all that and play. Yeah. yeah. That's a disadvantage in kids on the West Coast. I don't care what people say. Yeah, well, no question about that. All right, Heath, so the men on the floor tonight, you like their chances against Arkansas State? I think, you know, it just depends on how they play and how they shoot. This team, uh, I've seen them hot from the floor, and I've seen them ice cold. I've seen, you know, it just depends. I mean, if this team's making shots, they can play good enough defense to win. But they've got to make some shots. Some guys who haven't been shooting as well this year are going to have to step up and take better shots and handle the ball better and and make layups. And they're going to have to do that if they're going to be successful. And we'll see if that happens tonight. But it's going to be a tough out with uh, both – which I think Hart and uh, Curbelo out. It's going to be it's going to be tough on them, but they can do it. All right, assistant basketball coach Juan Cardona on the show tomorrow, and an extended interview with the Wizard of Oz, Coach Ostrander, joining us as we're now less than a month away from the first pitch of Southern Miss baseball. Heath, thanks thanks much, man. I enjoyed spending the hour with you. Thank you, sir. Y'all have a good one, my friend. Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation, everybody. That wraps up the Super Talk Eagle Hour for this day. Back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss to the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.